Welcome into another episode of the Primetime Titans. Wow, we got a long one here for you guys. Had a fun one. We just we recapped the season. The last episode, you know, we recapped the Bengals game. We labeled it pain. This episode is more. We've taken a step back. It's been a month. We've had some time to decompress. Think about the season. Um, you know, we, we briefly touch on the Super Bowl, but mainly we get into what the Titans have done since our last episode. And then we go into the season. We talk about the schedule. We talk about the games we loved. We talk about the games we hated. We talk about players who really uh, caught our eye this year. And then uh, as much as possible, we tried to stay away from the Tannehill conversation. We dip into it a little bit. We're going to have much more on the Tannehill uh, debate, if you even want to call it a debate. Um, moving forward in the off season, I think we're going to put together some sort of uh, multi-part episode for, for the Tannehill discussion. Um, so look forward to that. Look forward to this entire off season. We're going to have some content coming y'all's way. And I hope this episode, if you haven't had a chance to really take a, take a moment to, to think about the, the highs and lows and this just emotional season, I hope this episode gives you some time to do that and to digest this season and as we get ready for the draft and NFL free agency. And then uh, before we know it, next season, 2023, it'll be here. So without further ado, please welcome in. You know what? Why don't we give the legend is due today? Welcome in Johnny Cash. Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. I hear the train a coming, it's rolling around a bend, and I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when. I'm stuck in Folsom Prison, and time keeps dragging on. All right, here we go, Primetime Titans. Uh, it's been a while. I'm JG. I'm Pettit. And I'm Robert. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It, I mean, it, it, it has been a while. It's been like a... About a month, maybe over a month. It feels yeah. good to be it's, back. It's the off season. We're not recording two episodes a week. Uh, clearly, I know y'all. Y'all are. Yeah, we, were, we were seeing way too much of each other. It's it's pretty. Our, <laughs> yeah. our fans were missing us. I mean, it's pretty easy realizing when you're not back because obviously there's no episode available. That's right. And it's not like we're hiding stuff from you. We no. just haven't really. We just haven't been recording. I might have been hiding from the Titans for the last month. I th- Robert was fully honest with us coming in tonight, and he's still sa- – I mean, did you all watch the John Robinson video that I sent you? I have his not, answer last but week? that's – no. Or that's, yesterday? <laughs> neither did I. You didn't watch it? He literally no. – John Robinson was crying after being asked something. I actually do plan to watch that. I just – couldn't because I was on a work trip this well, week. I, I think that I was also Robert, planning. I, I honestly, watching. I just didn't. I have no good <laughs> excuse. I just did. I really do think that it'll help me. That is, I mean, the way that you're explaining how still kind of depressed you are from the game, you might even be worse than John Robinson in that video. <laughs> With yeah, which says he, something about maybe how much I care. Uh, maybe I care too much about. I think Titans. it's more. I maybe think it's you should more, be the general manager. Maybe it's a little bit unhealthy. <laughs> I think it's more of a testament to us thinking like, I mean, this could have been, this definitely could have been our year. Well, I think I should, I should say, I don't, um, I'm not at the point where I'm thinking about it at every moment of the day, like I was for the week after the Bengals (laughs) loss, but 
I think at this point in time, I'm just I'm in the avoidance stage. Like yeah. I'm just trying to avoid Titans news. I'm trying to avoid thinking about the draft, about the combine, or free agency. And I think, honestly, as we were talking before the podcast, and I I thought about this a little bit this week as well, but I don't know if this gets better, like this feeling, this sort of dreadful feeling that I have about the Titans and the organization, I don't know if this gets better until somebody other than Ryan Tannehill is <laughs> taking snaps behind center. That's, uh, I mean, I, I hope it does for you. <laughs> I don't want you to be so sad about it for that long, but because it could be another year and a half. It could be a while. I could be a very upset and disgruntled Titans fan for a while. <laughs> I understand what you're saying a little bit, though. There is a it, after last year going into the season, we had all this excitement even before getting Julio, and it was like, wow, we had a very good offense. It was very fun to watch. Maybe next year will be our year. This year, it's like, okay, it wasn't our year. Is next year really going to be our year? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. There's a Are little we going to get less, the one seed again? Are we going to win the division again? We, there's you know. just less, I guess, excitement around this upcoming season. Currently, things can change. I think it's more of like a, that's how it's looking. I almost feel more desperate going into this next year than I felt last year. But it, it just was interesting as last year it was like the offseason was, all right, let's make this defense better. Our offense is good. Yeah, I will say. This year it's like our offense has got to be better. Our I was watching awesome. the uh, the Tom Brady documentary. Yeah, and a quote from him is, "It's effing hard to be at the top," <laughs> and that's how the Titans are right now. It's effing hard. <laughs> it's hard. Well, uh, we wanted to kind of talk about basically what's happened since we last talked, which I think was the week leading into the Super Bowl. If that's if I'm thinking right. Anyways, we hadn't we experienced the Super Bowl. We watched the Super Bowl. Rams beat the Bengals. Uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, if you've been living under a rock uh, or just not paying attention. Um, but we were going to talk about the Super Bowl just super quick, what what we learned from you know the Rams winning and the Bengals getting there and everything. Uh, then we also are going to just talk about what's happened, like I said, since we last talked in terms of like the Titans. Um, first, so let's just talk about the Super Bowl real quick. It is like things got to go your way to even get to the Super Bowl. I mean, we saw it with the Bengals. We saw it with the Rams, too. The Rams, they nearly led, they nearly let the Bucks come back and beat them. They had to get, like, I don't know if they would have beaten the Packers at the Packers like they had to have the 49ers beat them. It's just, and even in the actual Super Bowl, you know, they had a huge penalty that gave them four new downs in the, in the red zone. Like, just a lot of things got to go your way. It's so hard to win the Super Bowl, and it makes it even more, like you appreciate it even more when your team does it, and I don't know what that's like ever. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. what yeah. about y'all? <laughs> you kind of nailed it on the head there. I mean, the Rams, the Rams and Bengals obviously played great football, and they were in the Super Bowl, and just about every other team wasn't. So, uh, Matt Stafford, congratulations to him. Everyone kind of wanted to see him do well and nobody really thought he was going to win a Super Bowl this year but he did and kind of shows how bad the Lions are but uh <laughs> <laughs> happy for Odell Beckham too even though he his narrative his, ACL, his narrative kind of changed throughout the year as uh, a diva in the in Cleveland to but actually a good dude and I think I was most overall, happy for Aaron okay. Donald 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's true. But overall, I, I don't have a ton of thoughts. Plus, uh, like as a Titans fan, yeah, perspective on the Rams and Bengals. I've kind of like for me, it was just the Rams and Bengals played in the Super Bowl. It wasn't like, <laughs> a, wow, like I'm jealous. You know what I mean? There, it was just kind of like cool. Congratulations. I kind of wish the Titans were here, but and it just I, let us have a fun we are, watching Super Bowl experience. I guess I, yeah. it's still like the game itself was just kind of like that's the Rams and that's the Bengals. This is a regular game. It didn't feel yeah. It didn't feel like it, those are two teams that belong to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and maybe that's again maybe come from a Titans perspective where it's like you know there we've played better teams throughout the year and you know we've we beat we beat the Rams like you know what I mean pretty easily yeah and we should have beaten the Bengals like there's just these things where it's like from a Titans perspective it was hard to kind of watch but it wasn't yeah. like. Watching it was just kind of felt like an average game. Didn't feel like the Super Bowl. Once the Bengals started winning, I couldn't watch the game. I was so <laughs> upset because I I touched on this last podcast, but I nothing has happened, you know, in terms of me watching or reading something that has changed my mind. I truly don't believe the Bengals deserve to be there. Well, let me qualify that. They deserve to be there in the fact that they didn't screw it up. But the three teams they played leading up to the Super Bowl – all three screwed it up in major ways. Like I mean, they they didn't earn it more than the other team just gave it to them. The other the, uh, the every in wild the wild card divisional and championship game it is the when the way those games played out, I feel like those teams lost the game, not the Bengals won the game. And I I know you got to give Joe Burrow credit and I think we're we're a huge victim of of living in the moment and making things to be bigger than it is. So I think a lot of people in the national media overhyped Joe Burrow and what he did in this run. I think he's very talented. He's got a killer instinct. He's a good leader. All that is true. But I don't think Joe Burrow played some amazing playoff run and and took the Bengals to the Super Bowl against all odds. I mean, the teams that they played, look at the Titans. Look how bad Tannehill played. One of the worst outings by a quarterback in the divisional round, probably in NFL history. It just absolutely terrible jobs. And <laughs> And then watch the Chiefs just absolutely fall apart in the second half. Like, the Raiders, they had so many penalties. The heck, the refs even gave the Bengals four points in that game with an inadvertent whistle. And then Derek Carr, they're driving down, and he spikes the ball on the seven-yard line on first down with 50 seconds to go. Like, there were a lot of situations that I just – I think if you rerun that playoffs ten times – I think we saw the one out of ten times the Bengals make it to the Super Bowl. And again, I, I, I can also acknowledge Pettit, I might be a jaded Titans fan. I might be, you know, jealous, whatever. Like I can acknowledge those things might be in there. But I, I, I do think I'm being as objective as I can. I mean, I can only be as objective as my bias lets me, you know. So I I'm I just I don't think the Bengals were that good and deserve to be there. Yeah. I think the main thing for me when like you look at a team like the Bengals making it there and even the the way the Rams made it there. It's just one of those things it's like sometimes it's your year. You know, like yeah. sometimes you know, I think about the Preds when they made it to the Stanley Cup that year. They were the worst they were the, literally the last yeah. seed in the playoffs. They got hot at the right time. They had swept the Blackhawks. Swept the, first the Blackhawks. Round. They had crazy players contributing to the team that they never even really had. And you know, something like that with the Bengals and the Rams, it just Sometimes it's your year. Sometimes yeah. it's not your year, and it's just it's so it's so tough. It's so brutal that that's 
the case. And that's what's really hard as a Titans fan is that like down the stretch with all the injuries that we had and everything like that and us still getting the one seed and hosting an incredible atmosphere of a playoff game in Nashville, you just thought like this maybe could be it. The environment this maybe was could be that for us year. to get hot and yeah, move forward. Exactly. So Yeah. That's what I think that's what's so hard and that's what like So what keeps me up at night. <laughs> they can't really Yeah. But so I think that's what kind of I took I took away from the Super Bowl is that you just never know. I mean Look, look at the the Eagles run they had that one year, you know. I mean they they did have a great regular season. My favorite, uh, but the they Chicago just Bears got hot. Rex Grossman, yeah, <laughs> getting my favorite uh, playing the Colts, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. So which makes, and I know this is probably not the tangent we want to go on right now, but it just makes the Tannehill situation. It just rubs salt in the wound when to hear you say that Rex Grossman made it to the Super Bowl. <laughs> I'm like. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Rex Grossman? Well, doesn't can that do give it? you maybe a little bit of hope that like maybe next year Tannehill leads us there? When yeah. is he going to be Rex I just need him to be Rex Grossman. <laughs> I, have a, I have a hot take on, on Tannehill. We, we have a little surprise uh, from you. I think for I you. I'm ready for this. No, you're going to like this. In two years at the end of his contract, we are going to look back on that contract and based on where some of that new t- TV money is coming in, when the cap gets increased. <laughs> We're going to look back on that contract as one of the best contracts in the NFL over the last five years. I <laughs> take it back. <laughs> I eat my words. That was the contract at twenty nine million a year, and some of the quarterback play, like Dak just signed what forty million a year. Mahomes is at forty five. I mean, and I big time deals. You know, the national media doesn't want to give him credit. All right, we <laughs> we get it. We get it. We get it. So we were listening. Well, later, you say he's a top ten quarterback. <laughs> So, so for, when did I say that? That was the very first episode we ever had in Primetime Titans, which was about like almost a year ago. Yeah. Which how the times have changed. <laughs> crazy. How the times have hey, changed. Maybe maybe that you know, like we look back a year from now and we listen I agree to with that yeah. statement. <laughs> I've, got a, I've got another year for that statement to be true. There you go. <laughs> but we, we look back and we're like, wow, last year we really hated Tannehill when he Turn it around. You never know. You never know. Gosh. A lot can happen in a year. And I'm sitting here thinking, like, is there a is there a quarterback in the AFC I wouldn't trade Tannehill for? Like you wouldn't trade? Yeah. Like you would you want Wentz over Tannehill? Yeah. I think, oh my gosh. I think uh <laughs> no. I am that down <laughs> think, on Ryan Tannehill. I'm that upset. I fully recant that statement. Strike it from the record about the best <laughs> contract. It, take it, it is now Spotify. it is now one of the top ten worst contracts in the NFL. <laughs> Call me a man of extremes, but that is the truth. And I know he's a great guy. I said this last podcast. We wouldn't be here without Tannehill, but we can't get where we're going with him. That's fair. I think we will eventually here in the next couple of weeks, few months or whatever, have a Tannehill uh, episode. So I think right so now, okay. yeah, I think we All should right. bottle it up and say that. I can talk about this and for, move forward. I can talk about this for four hours. Yeah. Okay, so and we just, will <laughs> a Tannehill episode. Just, just a quick, just a quick transition. We should get some uh, bourbon for that. Make it like a Friday night, <laughs> and make it like a three-part episode with like because it's each gonna it's gonna be like a three-hour. You hear that, fans? Three-part episode, <laughs> maybe a live episode. We're gonna pull out our, kidding, in, our inner Joe Rogan and just drop a three and a half-hour episode on you. 
the moment y'all get here, we just start recording just yeah, just the entire time. <laughs> so here's a little bit of what's happened in in the sense of the Titans since the last time we had an episode. Mike Vrabel, Coach of the Year, Robert. Let's you go. Called it. I did. You call called that. it very early. I called it. What did I? I, I called it when Derrick Henry got hurt. No, you called it. Uh, yeah, right no, there. I, called I it think the week he got I, hurt, week eight. I think. Yeah, Somewhere when we beat then. the Rams, that might have been it. I thought you called it. Well, this is what after I said. the Colts game. Oh no, you you said after the Colts game we beat them the second time. You were like, we've just wrapped up the AFC South. I said we wrapped up the AFC South, and then after I think it, we played the Rams, Rams the very next the week. very next week. Yeah, I and think, we it was Sunday Night Football. We thought we were going to lose. I think it was after that game. I said if we put together some wins, it's shaping up to be a perfect narrative. And it was for Vrabel to win coach of the year because I think it might if, have even been after the Bills game on Monday Night Football. I don't know. No, I know for it, I know it was after Derrick Henry got okay, hurt. Yeah, because and it, it, this is why it was such a good coaching job is because he did it without his best player. Yeah, and that is a perfect narrative that the media loves to sink their teeth into and rally behind. And it still took us getting the number one seed to. Yeah, to we do had that, to get the number but, one seed. I think if we lose the number one seed, he's not coach of the year. Yeah, so. Great job. You did call that. And you called that early, too. And you called the AFC South winning early as well. And I was like, golly, Robert is very, very confident about that. I don't know. I'm, I'm a little scared. To, he did to go two and three that. in the record prediction, though. Yeah, and I did <laughs> as well. Let's not forget it. So Pettit, I didn't know Pettit I was walking one, three, into just an absolute uh, microscope of all of my takes this year. <laughs> no. <tonight. laughs> hey, I have plenty that's of takes. That, I have plenty of takes. That, that also might wrong. be another episode where we just dive into Robert's takes. <laughs> no, all of our takes. <laughs> I don't know if I would measure up. <laughs> do, you remember, do you remember I said that Chester Rogers would have two return touchdowns this year? I also said A.J. Brown would have 1,700 yards receiving. I... So yeah, you I, said Marcus I, Johnson would have ten catches. Okay, he that was one close. actually you would have had it if he didn't get hurt. He was close. But, but the one we need to cover in the Tannehill episode is what I said at the beginning of the of the offseason another, last year yeah. is if we don't make the championship game with Tannehill. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We'll get to that. Um, so Vrabel coach of the year. The other big news that we uh, I think I don't even know if we've really talked about it, but no. the hiring of Tim Kelly uh, to be the passing game coordinator. Big time hire. Hopefully, that's gonna solve a little Todd Downing woes that we have. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? He was the former offensive coordinator. Uh, At this for point, the Texans. I'm, like, I'm just like, bleh. Do whatever. I don't care. Do whatever. Well, I mean, but how are wouldn't we you say that's kind of how we felt last year about the defense? And then look what happened. You yeah, know? but I feel like hiring of Jim. But Schwartz. look what happened with the defense is we got eight new starters. True. Okay. Yeah. And, and we and, can't get and a I'm new excited starter to see, at quarterback and that's what we need. Yeah, I'm excited to see like how free agency in the draft turns out and if it's going to I'm going to have to figure like out a, a a response to all of the things we're going to talk about over this offseason without coming back to the fact that it doesn't matter because Tannehill's our quarterback. Like I'm going to have <laughs> to be negativity out of here. I'm going to have to that's be better I than need. that. I owe it to our fans, I owe it to you guys, I owe it to myself. Hey, we don't want we don't need you to be there right now. Okay. I just need we'll to let you we'll give things, you your time. Things do matter besides our quarterback, and that is true. So let's, well, let's speaking of quarterback, there are some rumors about Aaron Rodgers maybe being a Titan. And I think that's about all there all it was. Rumors. Definitely. Yeah. I'm still holding out hope. <laughs> there was talks of him buying land in Franklin, Tennessee. I think Which, he did who that. wouldn't want to? Yeah, I mean it it sounded confirmed, but I don't know. Well, here it, is. it sounds like his girlfriend. Oh. Or is his fiance? They're done. They're done. They broke up. They broke up. Oh, They're see, done. that was one of my main <laughs> conspiracy theory reasons why he was coming, because she wanted to be in Nashville. 
They're done. Yeah, pretty sad. He you, put out an Instagram post that was like one of the pictures was him thanking her. So, gosh, he, yeah. either of the Aaron Rodgers is not a Nashville guy. See, that's I don't know, what makes man. me think he is a Nashville guy. The fake cowboy, long hair, grunge look. Don't that's you think what, that's Nashville? I could see him maybe, walking down the streets of Broadway. Of, he he walks out of walks out of Acme. He's a little smug. Walks out of Acme, walks smug. up Broadway, turns into Jason Aldean's. You're just like that was Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, he's I a weird guy. <laughs> he's a weird Let guy. me ask you this question because he doesn't have to necessarily actually be a Nashville guy. It's just if he thinks he's a Nashville guy. <laughs> now that is more likely. Yeah. And there are a lot of people who move here who think they're Nashville people. They put on the the cowboy hats, they put on the boots, the designer jeans, and they they think they're Nashville, and they're not. <laughs> they're not. You think you're Nashville? You got a lot of imposters in this. You'll city. never be a Titan because you're not Nashville. Yeah, but if you were, <laughs> <laughs> but but maybe you could be. But who hey, knows? if he wants to come down here and wear fake cowboy hats or I don't know why I call them fake cowboy hats. They're very, very real and very, very expensive, but it's never actually seen a ranch or a cowboy's head. Maybe that's why I'm saying fake cowboy hats. If he wants to do that, I will go out there and buy him Lucchese boots to be our quarterback. I mean, I'll put a down payment on those things tomorrow for Aaron Rodgers. Okay, and then there was also talk that renovation of Nissan Stadium would end up being too much money to wear Maybe we just build a new stadium, and you never know. Maybe a dome. We ho- you know we host March Madness national championship. We host Ooh. college football playoff national championship. We host. I mean, there's a lot of different things that could happen if we have a dome. And all I know is that I mean, we just that stadium series this past weekend of the the Preds game and multiple other the draft. I didn't. I was out of town, but a bunch of stuff that Nashville does. Yeah, not, we, we know how it. to host some stuff. We do. So maybe we are wanting a dome, but I don't know. It's, you know it was kind of just like early talks. I, I don't know. When I heard that, I was thinking World Cup 2026. That would be unreal. Pettit. Well, we already have that. a stadium. They're building, but like right even now. bigger. Yeah, but don't you? You're talking about the Nashville FC. Yeah, I think they would or, use that. Is it SC? SC. Sorry. It's SC. I think they would use that. Well, don't you think we need a bigger stadium for the World Cup or no? I don't know much about this. This is out of my world. I'm not entirely sure how, like, that does seem like a pretty prime stadium to use. (laughs) It says it's specifically for soccer. Yeah, so (laughs) I would imagine, but I I mean, yeah, if you want to fill more people, you could do football. When is that stadium? Double the size. When's that stadium going to be ready? May 1st or 2nd or something. They started putting uh, the turf or grass on it today. It's like almost done. Maybe we, as a podcast, should go to the first game and kind of give our listeners like, hey, this is what the Nashville SC is like in the new stadium. You know, a little off-season pod. Maybe. Uh, you know, it would be hilarious if we go to that and because it's like the first Nashville SC game, Tannehill and his family is there and we run into Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> <laughs> and I, Robert I, has to face <laughs> Ryan Tannehill. Hey, he would, do, he would do wonders for the SC <laughs> During the regular season. I just don't want him anywhere near the team during the playoffs. Um, let's circle back to the stadium, though. <laughs> I'm going to circle back to the stadium. You guys are really... It's been a while. It's been a while. really stretching it now. <laughs> Which, you should have been in here 30 minutes ago, and JG and I were yelling at each other about Tom Brady. It was... It was pretty heated. Yeah, yeah it, was, to, it was a You never know. Time. We had to apologize. You never know. I mean... They did apologize, and now they love each other, and laughing, and having a good time. Oh, but Robert to circle and I back are to very stadium, capable of having nope, debates. Stop talking. And... <laughs> The circle back to the stadium idea. I think it's a great idea. 
I think it's something that the Titans have been needing a long time. And I think Amy Adams Trank, Strunk, Strunk, Strunk. I forget her last name. <laughs> Come on, time. Pettit. Forgot it. Sorry. She's the best She's in the doer. NFL. She's a doer. She and is. I think if she wants a stadium, she'll, she'll make it. <laughs> 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 All right. Don't insult her like that. Hey. <laughs> you respect that woman. <laughs> I you put respect on her I name. I definitely respect and her. And you know what? Amy Adams Strunk is literally, she's the brains behind, not, well, she's been amazing for this franchise. Totally. And, I, and the city. We owe a lot to her. We for, do. We need to get her on the podcast. <laughs> oh my gosh. That'd be amazing. I'll say this. One of my favorite things about the, about the, uh, the rumors is it's not my money. <laughs> Seriously, they're not going to make the city of Nashville taxpayers pay for it. It's going to be all Titans money. So I'm like, if you guys want to pay for a whole new stadium, have at it. Go for it. <laughs> go you know? with me too. Yeah. It's like when NBA teams go over the salary cap, they have to pay the luxury tax, and yeah. you're a fan of the team. Like, yeah. <laughs> you want to get Kevin Durant and Steph Curry and Draymond Green and Clay Thompson? Great. It's not my money. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So we'll, I, yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, I, I think it's just exciting to think about a potential oh, absolutely, new yeah. stadium. Um, and then, I, I don't know, this offseason, A.J. Brown's been all over social media. It's been awesome. John Robinson was asked about him yesterday at the Combine. Uh, they were talking, they're sort of in pl- preliminary talks about maybe an extension. A.J. Brown's been talking about how he wants to try out baseball again with the Padres. Like It's just, it, honestly, I love A.J. Brown. I've always loved A.J. Brown. And that man... I, he's a blessing that he's a Titan and he's been kind of hilarious on social media. So if you don't follow him on Twitter, Instagram, give him a follow. He's a great follow. And tell him to follow us and tell him to follow us. Tim we love Kelly's, you, AJ Brown. Tim Kelly's first job as passing game coordinator is to figure out how to get AJ Brown the ball more. That is the, his, it's gotta be his number one job this off season because I've been on, I've been on the the microphone all for a year now, saying how we got to throw the AJ Brown the ball more. <laughs> One year, yeah. It is crazy how like it. I I literally think we're like a week away from it being a year. So. So yeah, we should. So we're gonna. We should have like a one, maybe yeah. our Tannehill podcast should be our one year podcast <laughs> kind of deal. We do have free agency coming up. That's true. So and the draft, which last time we had uh, we we did a lot. We did the li- draft live. Yep. I would love to do that, that again. again. To, uh, to honor our very first episode of last year, we did superlatives. That's our very first episode. That's right. And I think we're going to do it again. I think we are. I think okay. we're going to do it again right now. So let's do superlatives, and then we're going to kind of like go through as well with superlatives. We're sort of going to go through the year and just kind of talk about memories, fun times, stuff like that. Sad so, times. Sad times, yeah. There was, honestly. It was a roller coaster. Um. All right. Let's start. And if you're new here, Pettit is—he's the ringleader of these. He gets these going. He's the one that asks the questions. Every now and then, he tries to get away with not answering, but we'll make sure he answers. I may have just made that up, but just like I don't give a score prediction. Um, he doesn't give score predictions. That's correct. All right. Let's start it off right now. You're. Yeah. All right. You have three seconds to answer. <laughs> I want three, two, one. <laughs> Rapid fire here. All right. <laughs> Most memorable play of the season. Name it. Go. <sighs> First one I thought of was Derrick Henry's run on Monday Night Football against the Bills. I was 
staying the same thing, but I'm I got something else. Okay. Go for it. Sixty yard run against the Seahawks. Mm. Oh, Stiff awesome. arming Quandre yep. Diggs. Great block by AJ Brown. Sparked a big comeback. That was awesome. What do you got? That it? Oh yeah, I forgot I was supposed to answer this. Yeah, that's right. You got me. Mine is Kevin Byard's interception against the Rams. I love that the one. The pick six. Mm-hmm. That was incredible. I was watching at home. Chance, shout out Chance Meyer. You know what? We've given Chance too many shout outs. Yeah, no Next time, I'm just never. I'm just not going to mention him. Anyways, <laughs> he was in the kitchen, and I went nuts. He was like, "What just happened?" Kevin Byard pick six. That was awesome. Yeah. So I yeah, I think that's the most memorable play. It was a great catch too, and he read the play so well. Great play. Um, all right, moving on. We can talk about this one a little bit longer. This doesn't have to be rapid fire. Most underrated. Actually, let's go MVP of the offense and MVP of the defense. Mm. In your opinion, y'all's opinion. I'm going to say offensive MVP is Ben Jones because he played every single game. And Pettit's not happy. No, 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 no. I'm not not, not happy. I'm shocked. <laughs> yeah. Ben Your Jones. underrated player of last year was Ben Jones. Oh, that's true. Yeah. You said Ben Jones was your underrated player. Like he's year. not appropriately rated. Yeah. Yeah. But and now I'm just he saying, is. like, well done, Ben Jones. Yeah. So now Ben Jones is the MVP. Um, well, partly, I. You obviously know I can't say Tannehill's the MVP. Um, <laughs> both of our receivers didn't play, yeah. and so who else am I going to? I am I, I got who else am I going to pick? Derrick yeah. Henry wasn't there the whole season. Yeah, it's tough. And then when he played in the playoffs, he just ran soft and scared. So, um, <laughs> coming for blood. I mean, he did. He did. Yeah, he did no, not yeah. look like himself. Now that's not. I don't like. I'm not. It's. I'm not trying to come for his character. He just didn't look ready to play. Um. <laughs> So Ben then, Jones, I thought Ben Jones played a, a great game, a great season. He played hurt. I think it was his best season as a pro. Um, I love following uh, No Flags Film on Twitter, and he great is follow. great at breaking down the Titans and their players and their film. And um, you know, go follow, like JG said, great follow. But he's super high on Ben Jones, and there's a lot of great videos on why Ben Jones had a great year. Free agent going in this year. Yeah, I think he and Harold Landry are one A and one B on guys when you resign. Um, so defensive MVP, I'm going to say uh, Jeffrey Simmons. Yep. Um, really turned into an absolute game changer. That one, most Titans fans, you know that. Like, yeah. Goes without saying. You could, you could probably make an argument for Kevin Byard. You maybe can make an argument for some other guys, but um, Jeffrey Simmons, and then overall, oof, overall MVP. Um, I actually have a kind of a an odd take here. Can I go Vrabel? I sure. In my head, I was thinking you were you were about to say that. Actually, I was either going to say Vrabel or Randy Bullock <laughs> in a joking manner. Because Morgan Cox, in a serious way, like he stabilized our kicker position. Yeah, and that was a huge issue for the last two years. Yeah, ever since um, suck up. And you know maybe. Maybe I would actually go Jeffrey Simmons overall MVP and then like Kevin Byer defensive MVP. Yeah. Something like that. I would say offensive MVP was A.J. Brown. I know he was hurt, but I still think like I've always looked at the MVP most valuable player type award as like the you know valuable, not just best, like valuable. And when A.J. Brown wasn't in there, it showed. When A.J. Brown was in there, it showed. Like Chiefs game went off. Uh, Bills game, big time catches, uh, 49ers game, you know, there were just times where he would 
take over and Tannehill could just throw it to him, he's going to make the play. You know, so I would say AJ Brown, offensive MVP, defensive MVP. I was going to say Kevin Byard. Um, it's it's either Byard or Simmons, definitely. Um, I love. I, I would say Kevin Byard just because, like, I don't know. I we saw what happened the year before when Byard had a down year, yeah, and the defense really struggled. Like, Byard really did lead not only just like the the secondary, but the actual defense. So he made big time plays, big time turnovers, stuff like that. So I'd say Bayard. Pettit. Oh, an overall MVP, I would just say yeah, like maybe like Jeffrey Simmons or Bayard. They just I don't know. Simmons is so good. Yeah. So he's good. our best player coming back next year, I think. Yeah. Over Henry. I think he's yeah. our best player. I think I agree with that. Um, you may have similar answers to us. Yeah, I have I similar so I'll I'll change it up a little bit, but I'm gonna go with Foreman. Deontay Foreman. Oh, that's mm. a good one. I think, you know, Derrick Henry gets hurt, and then we don't even go and sign him. We go with Adrian Peterson and the run game <laughs> struggled. Back to having Adrian the run Peterson. game struggled. I mean, I think they had a good amount of yards, but it was like split between like three guys and they were all averaging like two car- like it was just it's not fun to watch. And then Foreman comes in. He wasn't expected to do anything, you know what I mean? And he comes in, he does very, very well. So like to the point where it's like, do we have him and Henry next year? Like he he did fantastic. So and I think you could probably make the argument that we should have played Foreman in the second half of the playoff game. Absolutely, yeah. Or first half, too. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so, once you realize Derek's not right. Yeah. So Foreman was great. Great replacement. Really stepped up to the plate on that. And then on the defense, again, not going with the Kevin Byard or Jeffrey Simmons route just because you guys have already said it, but Zach Cunningham. I love that. <laughs> uh, that's a little sarcastic. He really only played from week four. 15 on i think like so yeah what was his that first game right. the niners or something i think something? his first game was the 49ers so i'm being a little sarcastic but no, no, maybe against steelers. The steelers yeah steelers no steelers okay steelers was the first game but i he's kind of the guy i'm most excited for going into the next season um if we keep him we ha- he's under contract yeah but people mention him as a potential cut target because he has zero it's like a cap. 10 million hit or something yeah if we Ooh. cut him we don't owe him a dollar or like to towards dead cat. Yeah. Um, Interesting. That was a little sarcastic. My true defensive uh, MVP besides Simmons and Bayard, I think it's going to be David Long. Legitimately. Mm. I think he played very, very and well. And you could tell when he wasn't in there. Yeah. I think he was very fun to watch, so fast, and has crazy instincts on the field. Yeah. And when he was paired with Jayon, he was great. When he was paired with Zach Cunningham, he was great. Like Whoever he was with, he was just doing very well. It didn't matter who was on the field with him. Yeah. Um, all right, next question I have, which kind of goes off of the MVP, is most underrated offense and defensive player? Most underrated. Um, I like Foreman as most underrated offensive player. I think he started to kind of get some praise as the year went on, and he really balled out for us. Um, defensive player, I'd probably say Christian Fulton. I truly think he's a lockdown corner. And I don't think he gets kind of the praise he de- deserves in the national media. I mean, I think he's pretty underrated. I, I he's kind of a guy I pencil in as a break having a breakout year next year. I think he had a breakout year for Titans fans, but if he if he can get a few more picks, uh, has has get some confidence from playing so well this season, I think he could be a really budding star in this league mm-hmm. for next year. I would say okay, I 
Foreman, but also Dontrell Hilliard. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna mention him just because I I like I want to talk about him as someone who he was a good like change of pace type back. Like there were multiple. There were there were some there were some plays. I'm trying to think. There was a huge play against the Bengals in the playoff game. I think he he like motioned out and we threw it to him like a little just like an out route. He got the first down. Yep. I, I just felt like and and every now like the Patriots game, he had that long run before the half. Like he just to me was uh definitely in that category like most underrated. And he did enough to where it wasn't like he just made a few plays here and there. He did enough to like the Texans game, the first game at home. Yeah, he was like our only player doing anything. Yes, um, yes he was. And then I would say on defense, I mean, you got to go Danico Autry. Oh, that's he, a good one. He did not get that's the praise one. that he wanted, and he. I mean, you could argue. I I honestly don't know. Did he miss a game? I don't think he did. Because I feel like he played every game. I, I honestly I can't remember that. He I can't remember if he played every game. One might have missed one, one, like an early one or something. But yeah. man, that guy, like he he was awesome. He was absolutely awesome. So I would say I would say Danico Autry for that. Cool. Um, mine again. It's without going the classic route. I guess after you guys have taken some of them, but offense. I'm going to go with Marcus Johnson. Again, I know he only had nine catches. But I love that one, actually. I actually think we re-sign him. I think his deal was up at the end of the year. I thought the plays he he – so he was on IR at the very beginning of the season, came in and played two and a half – a game, game and a half, until he pulled his hamstring. But in that time frame, he was the only passing attack we had. and he That Saints game, he had like – yeah. And he looked good. He like he didn't plays. just look like a, a like a third string wide receiver. He didn't look like stepping up to it. He looked there. like a, a mid, like a starting wide receiver. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, and then as for defense, I'm gonna go with Amani Hooker. Yeah, I love that. He also went on IR at the beginning of the season and came back better than ever. And this is his first year starting. He did very well. Yeah, him paired with Kevin Byard, he really stepped up for Kenny Bakara. So, man, he was very well. He's he's an exciting player. Like he's one of those players you're just like, God, I'm so glad he's he's a Titan. Mm-hmm. Great draft pick. Um, next one, most improved player. Hmm. I'm a, I got one. I'm gonna say Taylor Lewan. Most oh, improved that, player. Yeah. Which is maybe you don't want Taylor Lewan to be your most improved player, but I mean. You could tell something was up with him at the start of the year, whether it was men- mentally, physically. Like, I yeah, mean, he got saying, hurt in the he got hurt in the warmups against the Seahawks. So you're saying most improved from the beginning of the season to the end? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Is that the, okay? Yeah, gotcha. Well, you can take it either way, but I, I'm taking it that way of okay. start of the season to the end, and I'm gonna say Taylor Wan, especially just because after that ACL injury and him being, I mean, he's been very honest with it on Bussing with the Boys about how that. ACL injury like really got to him and so that's I'm gonna say he's my most improved player hmm. okay man that's a good question um just trying to think of guys who really came on as the season progressed I got a few <coughs> others on top of my mind I was I was thinking Harold Landry and taking it more from last year to this year and how mm-hmm. he just really took a leap 
um, and is now one of the, I would say, probably top 10 pass rushers in the NFL, maybe top 15. Played like it this year. Yeah. So, I mean, he's he definitely improved his game. He's now a leader on the defense. I think you got to re-sign Harold Landry. Um, yeah, I'll go Harold Landry. Cool. Uh, I mean, I think you could almost give a shout-out to the entire defense besides yeah. Rashawn Evans. Everybody mm-hmm. stepped up their game. <laughs> besides Rashawn Evans. <laughs> Even he had some good good plays, games uh, here and there. Yeah, I mean, sure, he had a couple good moments. He had a sweet pick against the Chiefs. That's true. He did. No, he had he had a couple good and the plays, Jags. but overall, sometimes he was the sole reason for the other team's <laughs> offense being good. I got you. Yeah, that's fair. Um, <laughs> gosh, I'm pretty sure. Didn't he have like a negative rating or something like PFF one time? He had a yeah. I can't remember what game, but there was one game, game where he was very low. I think it was the Dolphins. Earlier, when you said we may cut Zach Cunningham, I had flashbacks to. Uh, Rashawn Evans just completely not filling his gap against the Jaguars and James Robinson running for like 60 <laughs> yards in the first half and it was all over social media. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so he did not improve. <laughs> yeah. Um, my most improved player is actually, you'd mentioned it but when we before we were recording JG, but Elijah Molden. Love it. Rookie player, really stepped up. I think his first two, three weeks were Pretty brutal. Yeah, and even in the preseason, too. Yeah, he like didn't you could tell in the preseason. Great. He looked like he had potential, but then he really grew into a spot and like became kind of a pretty key role on our defense. I yeah. mean, he was one of the few guys that was healthy throughout the entire season and worked his tail off. And then also, I mean, he, he played well. Not even just for a rookie, but just overall, he played yeah. well. He was like, I remember we talked about it. He was one of the highest graded rookies after like on week defense. four or something. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's that's a good one. Um all right. So I'm gonna go with what was your favorite game of the season? Who I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the Seahawks game. I think there's gonna be another game that most people mention. That's why I'm not gonna say it. So I'm gonna say the Seahawks game because that was like it was still that was our first win of the year, still very early in the year. And we had to come back from it. We saw like Julio Jones was a big time factor in that game. AJ, I remember that game. AJ had a lot of drops. Do y'all remember that? I remember asking y'all specifically after the, after that game, are we concerned about AJ's drops? Cause we were, that was a little, you know, worrisome. And then us just coming back, like you said, Robert, Randy Bullock, that was when I I think he like missed an extra point or something. And, then him coming back at the end, kicking that game winner in overtime. We had a pass rush that game. It was it was just incredible that we came back and won that. Derrick Henry had a sixty yard touchdown. Great game. That that Which was, we were down thirty to sixteen yeah. before that run. Oh yeah, I mean it was. We had there was a busted coverage play. Like our defense still oh, kind of was Bradley McDougal. I think oh, it was yeah, yeah it and was. then it we was uh, freaking Freddie Swain. Season. I think is the one who scored for them. Yeah. So yeah, that was that that was my favorite game. I'm gonna go the second Colts game in Indianapolis that went into overtime, and um, gosh, it was just so good to beat them. That had everything. Had everything. Turnovers. Yeah, it was such an exciting game. Unfortunately, found out the next day Derek was out for the season, so that was obviously a really tough game. Do you remember texting us and telling us? I think it was the ten. It was the drive. Tannehill took us down. 
and we tied it 24-24, I think, and you said that was like the most important drive of the season so far? Sounds you, you said something like something that. I would say, something <laughs> But you extreme. said that, you said that and I was like, that is so right. Like that was insanely important. Yeah. I just I just remember that specifically. Yeah. Um there was that crazy play in that game where we threw the pick and then the guy ran like 5 yards and then licked towards legitimately ACL. towards ACL and fumbled the ball and nobody was around him. You know what happened the very next play? What? AJ Brown long touchdown. Oh yeah. That's that right. Literally like could have saved basically saved our season. So, crazy game and got to see Wentz choke and throw picks <laughs> and Kevin Byer picked him off. So that was awesome. And we won the I we won the AFC South that game. Not yeah. officially, but basically. basically. Yeah. My game is going to be the Buffalo Bills. That was the one I was what I thought that was the someone was going to say and so I didn't mention it. Yeah. I mean, it is always That had fun. everything too. It's, I, it's always fun to beat the Colts, but it is always fun to beat the Bills. On Monday Night Football. On Monday Night Football and we kind of thought or at least John Garrett had this whole thing that they were out for blood on us from the year before. <laughs> they were. And I they, don't make fun of me for that. Yeah, I yeah, this whole thing that they were revenge game. They wanted to come out and just crush us after the COVID game from last year. And we came out and we beat them. And that was kind of the first game where I was like, we played somebody legit. And we beat them. And it came down to the wire. We stopped Josh Allen and like, Fourth and one on like Josh five Allen yard did line not or something slip. Like that. Jeffrey Simmons bench yeah. pressed the right tackle into him. Yes, sir. So that game is crazy. If then only they had Derek Taylor Henry. Lewan starting. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then final question, which this shouldn't have been the final question. I screwed up. It's <laughs> <laughs> a bad idea. But no, it's a good idea. Least, this is least favorite game. Oh, and I can't pick. The, I Besides can't pick the, the Bengals game, game yeah. Yeah, well, I say it's game. I say it's the right way to end the superlative segment because no Titan fan has a good taste in their mouth right now, so it's fitting that we should leave a superlative segment with a bad taste in our mouth mm. because of where we are as a franchise. So, um, gosh, there's a lot of options here. You could go Arizona, Dude, you got it, thirty-eight thirteen. You could go New York Jets in overtime, twenty-seven twenty-four loss. You could go the first Houston Texans yes, game. That's it. That's my. That's yours. Personally, too. We were there. All right. I'll let you talk rain. about that one. I won't talk about it. I, I think the New England game, the, that loss, that'd be a hard one to pick just because we were, you know, we had no, literally had no one on our team. <laughs> and um, Cody Allister was our leading receiver, basically. You know, oddly enough, I think you could probably make a case for the second Colts game being. The one I picked as my favorite, you could make a case for that being our least favorite because Derek or your Henry least favorite hurt. because Derrick Henry got hurt. Yeah. Um, also surprised that none of us picked the Rams game as our favorite game uh, on Sunday Night Football. I think that I think that would be more of just like the most shocking game. That was shocking. Yeah. But for me, I'm gonna go with the Week 15 game at Pittsburgh. Yep. I was waiting for you to say that as your least favorite. That, oh my gosh, that was just an absolute slugfest nightmare of a game to watch. And then, was it Chester Rogers? No, it was uh, Racy McMath that oh. caught the ball and just, I, I mean, I he don't even know what ugliest, to say. The ugliest fumble I've ever seen. He just, his sleeves on just popped it in he the He just air. threw it up. Yeah. Um, the Tannehill fumble 
uh, snap fumble. Like oh, the snap and then the, fumble, the interception, and then not I'm, then Nick was Nick was it Nick Westbrook Ikeen not running his route to the sticks on yeah. fourth down at the end of the game. Gosh, that was just that was my that was a terrible game to watch. And you you were saying I remember you saying after that game, uh, you were like. That was such a stupid game. We literally ran for like 300 yards, and we couldn't beat them. Yeah, yeah. So that was a uh, that was three. That was week 15. So the last loss in the regular season. Um, you know what's funny about that game though? What is that? At the time, we thought, "Wow, that just cost us the number one seed." Are we even going to win the AFC South? Do you remember that? Like that yeah. going into the 49ers game, we were like, "What is going to happen?" And you look back at it, that game, the Steelers winning that, allowed them to make the playoffs, the Colts not to make the playoffs, and we still got the number one seed, which is just hilarious. That's hilarious. That is funny. When you think of it that So way. if we win that game, the Colts are the eight seed? Yeah. Or the seven the seed? The Colts are the seven seed. How about they, that? They don't, there's not a certain tiebreaker. I don't know. It, might have been, it could have been potentially the Chargers, the seven seed. I'm not sure. But I just know like the Steelers wouldn't have made it. So I would say Texans that first game we were there, it was pouring rain, so many turnovers. It just was frustrating. Like we saw Desmond King, the former Titan have like a great game and think he was all that to Rod Taylor just ran all over us. It just, that game sucked. It was gross. And not, we, I remember we were, yeah. we were filming, we were or not filming. We were recording live for that game, thinking it was going to be all fun recording people at the beginning Everyone was saying Deontay Foreman revenge game, all this crap that just – I remember, boy, we were wrong. God, that was awful. Terrible. I'm looking at the schedule right now, and first thing I'm looking at is all of our losses. and We didn't have normal losses. Every single one was like, that was a, a bad loss. We yeah, didn't really have like a respectable awful. loss. That was awful. <laughs> like Be, We didn't have a game where we played well against like a good team, and they, yeah. just, they just beat it. They were better that day. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We did not have a single one of those games. Uh, you could argue the second half of the Jets game, but I still am probably not. looking at the schedule again and noticing that I was at every single home loss game that we had. <laughs> oh, that, so three home losses and three away losses, and oh I was gosh. at all three away lo- or home losses. I was too. So, um, how did I feel during those games? I guess is the question. Um, Do you potentially see a least favorite game that was a win? Wait, we only had two home losses. Bengals. Bengals. Oh, Bengals. Okay, yeah. Um, Do you potentially see a game that we won that's one of your least favorites? That's a good little question. I think Uh, think for this segment, though, to do this segment justice, we've got to at least talk about opening day. I was about to say, that's my least favorite. The Cardinals just, game. The excitement that we had, the atmosphere was incredible. The weather was great. It seemed like it was just going to be – at worst, it felt like we're going to play them well and yeah. we're going to lose. And it wasn't like we went in super confidently. I didn't feel like. It was just kind of like we're going to play them hard. We know the Cardinals are pretty good, and we just got slaughtered. Oh. And we had no offense until that one A.J. Brown touchdown in like the third quarter, and it was like we were all just kind of sitting there like, Freaking Michael Badgley was our kicker. Yeah. You remember that? Mm-hmm. He so, missed an extra point and a long field goal. Like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we thought – I thought after that game and then, shoot, even into the first half of the Seahawks, I was like, well, I guess we suck. <laughs> yeah. Six no, quarters into yeah. the season, I was I like, I guess too. we're terrible yeah. this year all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we, that <laughs> – We were very much doubting ourselves like, 
And that's why I think the Seahawks was probably my favorite game because the turnaround we had was so yeah. huge and such a morale booster after the poor showing the first half. You what know? a what an interesting season. Oh, the emotion yeah. like I'm looking at the emotional roller coaster of this entire season. Oh, that's again, exactly the what Cardinals it was. start out like, wait, are we really bad? And then it kind of came back up and we beat the Bills and we beat the Chiefs and then we beat the Colts and we're like, wait, we're good. Derrick Henry gets hurt and we're like, oh wait, crap. And then we beat the Rams again. And then we beat the Saints and just oh wait get absolutely slaughtered by the Texans and then we lose to the New England Patriots and it's like I literally was like season's over we're, I had to be talked off a ledge after that yeah, I was yeah like, you did you, and then you were like you almost didn't even want to like ever record you didn't yeah. even really want to be on episodes yeah. you're like I don't even really care it was bad no you didn't even watch the Patriots game yeah I, we're pu- I'm putting you on blast right now sorry yeah, <laughs> I, I asked you about even, the game and I you were like so I honestly I didn't even really very watch. hard it was this was a really really Tough emotional season. Can it I was. give you? And then we came back up and we beat the uh, 49ers. We beat the Dolphins and we beat the Texans. It was like, wait, we're the number one seed. And, and Derek, then we get and Derek's coming back. And Derek's coming back. And then can I give lose. you? A, it was just kind of like, can I give you a dark horse least favorite nice. game and a dark horse favorite game? First, talk about the Jets game because if there was a fourth person here, they'd pick that as their least favorite. So. Yes, Jets game was just so stupid. The entire game, like. I just the classic that I think that out of all the games of the year, that was the most it was a classic Titans game where we lose to someone we absolutely should not lose to. Yeah. And we and it's it's one of those things where it's like like you look at the Texans game, we it was a team that we we lost to we shouldn't have lost to. Like at least a division rival. They were better than us that day. They deserved it. Was raining. It. it was raining. It's just a weird hurt. day. The Jets game the Titans just had to lure us in, drive down, score a game-tying touchdown, go into overtime, even potentially tie up the game in overtime. Like, And then Randy Bullock misses a field goal. It's just well, like, no, and Anthony Furser drops the ball on the four-yard yeah. line. Just straight-up drops it. It's just ridiculous. Just that game and Corey Davis made me – that game was my – like probably the game I was the most mad about. That was the infamous we're fine text thread. Yeah, game that's popped up on the podcast a few times. Where I just y'all kept saying, "Oh, we're fine, we're I think, fine." I think the y'all episode, both were saying that. The episode after that was therapy session. I think. Yeah, yeah it, it was. was. Yeah. That yeah, I remember. I freaked out about Keelan Cole's stupid face mask, <laughs> which I still believe that his helmet is just stupid. Dark horse least favorite game: the Saints. Yeah, was just ugly. I, it was a good. It was ended up being a win. It was a good win. It was just ugly. Like, yeah. we nearly blew it. It just ugh. Dark horse favorite game though the Dolphins game yeah yeah because we won that that was when we won the AFC South and then we were all we had to do was win one more and we we won the one seed uh it started raining like the Texans game I wasn't at the game uh for the Dolphins game but I felt like the Texans game was rain and it sucked Mm -hmm. the Dolphins game was like rain in a good way it was it was a fun rain because we were winning yeah yeah we were winning Dontra Hilliard had a touchdown at the end of the game Mm -hmm. Ferkser scored a touchdown Foreman had a nice run they only scored three points yeah everyone was talking about how good the Dolphins are seven game win streak I remember I was watching this game in the in the airplane on the way back from uh going on the New Year's Eve vacation to Mexico and just like so pumped because I was like we just we blew a team out. We haven't blown anyone yeah, out since the we Chiefs. We finally like blew like, someone out. Uh, we're, we're, I thought we were peaking at the right time. Yep. 
clearly, you look at this season, we peaked at the wrong time. We peaked <laughs> from we peaked, October 10th. Peaked two games too early. Well, I think we peaked October 10th to November 14th. Yeah. If you put that Titans team out there against the Bengals, are we sitting here talking about a Super Bowl run? I mean, yeah, I mean potentially. That was a really, that was a legit team. That oh, yeah. team, that that six week Each stretch. Week, you remember, I, I would predict a loss every yeah. week, and we'd win. It's like I just got to keep predicting losses. That was the most fun Titan stretch it, since, gosh, like Chris Johnson was our running back. Yeah, yeah. It was a t- it was a ton of fun. It was it was uh, it was definitely uh, really fun to experience. Like first year recording a podcast, yeah. Yeah. and it, like we we were doing two episodes a week, and you know it was a lot of time, but it was fun because the Titans like we were super fun to talk about. Yeah, it we was were. Fun to, it was fun to recap a game. It was we had a fun lot to, to talk about. Some not so fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, what a season though. I. It really was a, a just absolutely bonkers season. That's my word for it. It was a bonkers, bonkers. season. <laughs> bonkers. I don't even know if that does it justice. But I, I mean, as you guys have been able to pick up on, I have a very negative mindset. So I'm gonna, I'm just gonna say, it wasn't. It's not depre- depressing. Is probably too harsh because it was a successful regular season, but like. Can we say, like, I want to say a phrase, like, none of it matters is the phrase that I want to say. Yeah. I don't know a word to describe that. Like, um, well, do you feel like it's, it's, uh, it really does show where we are as a fan base now, though, that like it doesn't matter what the regular season is anymore? Like, it's, it's now kind of what we do in the playoffs. Um, unfulfilling, maybe is a good word. Um, it just it's like yeah it, it is a privilege to be here as a fan base because we have experienced what it's like when you don't have a chance at the playoffs year in and year out and you're picking in the top five of the draft and so you know maybe there's a tense you know a, uh, a hint of ungratefulness from our from me and from our fan base about where we are and <laughs> You know that's why I do say like John Robinson and Mike Vrabel and Amy Adams Strunk, they're the people. They're the they are the men and women for the job. Like I don't think we need to change yeah. the leadership, but at the same time, like it does now feel like when I look at the season, like does any of it matter? Did any of those seventeen games matter? Because we go out and look like absolute dog crap against the Bengals and lose with the number one seed. Like it's it's um. It's hard. Hard is probably the best. Way. That's just how. I, that's how I would put put the season as a whole. It's hard to get that worked up and that excited about a season and ride ride it out with your team emotionally too. Like invest like that. Stick with them when the best player goes down and get just so hype and then they just lay a dud. Yeah. No, I. It was it was a, a tough season. I think some of the big takeaways from the season are, like you were saying, our leadership in the organization, our people that we can trust to lead them to do well. I mean, I think I said this during the regular season, but we had used 90-something players during the season. Yeah. And I that's think it kind ended up of being 91 is the final number. 91. 90 or 91. And it was like, that's kind of an unf- a pretty forgotten statistic that the Titans had. Like, it was kind of like, oh, the Titans were hurt. But no, 
We were the most injured team in NFL history. Any other year, the Titans have that many injuries. I mean, even when we didn't have those injuries, we would go three and thirteen. Like you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like we weren't a good team. So I Antonio think Antonio Andrews, baby. Valentino <laughs> <laughs> Blake. Valentino <laughs> Blake. Um, I think it's pretty encouraging, though, to know that whatever the circumstances are, the Titans are a team that's going to fight and going to compete in every single game they play in. If that's going to be week one of the season, that's going to be the last week of the season, if that's going to be the playoffs, whatever the situation, you know that Vrabel is there to coach it to his highest ability. Yeah, I agree. And so that's encouraging in the long run, and I think that year really, pro- this year really proved it. Again, short short term, it's a little discouraging knowing that we you think you have all the pieces, but mm-hmm. it's one it, magic yeah. piece that isn't fitting. I think, it's hard to think about right now. Like, is there a window that's closing? Like, is there? But that's uh, where I'm saying that's what's encouraging. Sca- is there, I don't think it is. Yeah, I don't think it like, is either. When, when, of when you say when you say short term, though, that's what I mean. Like, I just mean it's hard. Tannehill. It's hard to experience. I didn't want to say it, but Tannehill. Yeah, yeah. but with Rabel, long term, it's like well, you know, even yeah. if it doesn't work out with Tannehill. I think Vrabel could find somebody. I think with Vrabel and John Robinson and Amy Adams-Strunk, you can say pretty confidently every season you expect to be one of the top 10 NFL teams. Yep. And you expect to make the playoffs. Like, we're not hoping to make the playoffs next year. We're expecting we to make the like playoffs. Process, we don't even think about it. We're like, yeah. it's implied that we're going to make the playoffs. It's. I feel like I've gotten to that point. Yeah, I do yeah. too. I, I, think, I think the playoffs – you know, nothing's ever a given, so we're going to have to work for it. But, yeah. like, I expect to be there next year. <clears throat> I think the disdain and the frustration, the lack of hope, simply comes from the fact that I think we <clears throat> we thought we, we, we took a big swing. It wasn't even that big of a swing, to be honest with you. We just kind of – Tannehill fell in our lap. It probably looked like a bigger swing than it actually was because of us getting the one seed. Does that make sense? Well, I was saying like more like when we like signed Tannehill to that contract. Oh, oh, oh. Like oh, the you. reason we can't move on from Tannehill is because of that contract. So okay, I see. We ha- he's going to be our quarterback next year, and that sucks because I think most people in Nashville and most people around the organization know like he can be really good. He's never going to be great. There's a cap to it. But he does not do well when the lights are the brightest. Yeah. Like he just – he's just – doesn't have that gene or that trait or whatever it is when things matter, he just kind of is scared. And when things go wrong, he can't, he can't break out of this rut that he gets in and he just plays poorly and, and we can't win in the playoffs with that kind of performance. So, yeah. Um, I think that's where you think like we probably, I mean, make it to like the wild card or divisional game next year again. And then hopefully, we have an answer coming back in 2024 with a different guy under center. That's kind of where I know we're projecting way out, and that has nothing to do with one word to describe the season, but that's kind of where I am right now. Yeah. It's uh, it it's really hard as a Titans fan to kind of like process everything right now, I feel like, because totally, it's just we just don't know what's going to happen. And we can, we can be – we can be like grateful and happy that Amy Adams, Strunk, John Robinson, and Ray Boar are the ones in charge right now. But like 
how does that actually what does that actually look like going into next year what are we going to do and so, it's it's hard it's to scary it's hard to process because we're not used to being a team that go that's been to the playoffs four years in a row yeah like i don't think did we ever do that with jeff fisher go to the playoffs four years in a uh row? i feel like like the super bowl year and then the year after like i feel like we we had multiple in a row I'm not i mean sure. we, super bowl then lost to the raiders then lost to like the Ravens, yeah. and then I feel like we we might have yeah gotten there, but I guess I'm not even that worried about our Super Bowl window, quote unquote, like you were saying, Pettit, because I think John Robinson, I just have I think he's one of the better general managers in the league, and I know there's Titans fans out there that want to ding him and say, well, why do we give Tannehill all this money? Like I still maintain that the process was right. The decision was right to do that. It didn't play out, but just because the results didn't play out the way you wanted them doesn't mean the process was wrong or the decision making was wrong. That's he has proven he can. He is an elite general manager. He has he hits on more draft picks than most general managers do. He gets free agents. He misses on more draft picks than other general managers do. But well, still, but still, but I've I, sorry, I, was being, I was being No, no, no. I, I think that's a like a testament. Like he might have some swings and misses but, on draft picks, yeah. but we're still putting a product out there that's respectable. But every general manager does. Yes, every sure. general manager misses on first round draft picks, and we like to joke around that he he can't hit on a first round draft pick. You know, it's not as bad as we like to make it out to be. Yeah, um, and. I just I firmly believe as long as he's our general manager, we're going to be competitive. Mm-hmm. And if we can figure out the quarterback situation, I think we can be elite. Yeah. Question for you, Robert. Do you feel like recording this has kind of gotten you into maybe like a not as down state? It's maybe cathartic. It was, maybe yes. maybe it was a little fun going over some of the fun points of the the game or yeah. the season. Yeah, it's it was it's helpful. Um, really forced me to. To look at the last season, the, <laughs> the last five or six months of just raw emotion, because um, it's been, like you said, but it's been an emotional season. But man, it's going to be hard. Like I said, until I see somebody not named Tannehill under center, I don't know. I don't know how much faith and hope I'm going to have in those Titans. And Unless he really good. shows something to you. He's gonna have to show something to me in the playoffs. Yeah, for I got anything. You. To, I mean, he could go. He could have an MVP season next year, and then does nothing in the playoffs. Well, he could have an MVP season, and when we take takes that first snap in the playoffs, I'm gonna be terrified. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I the I I enjoyed that. I thought that was fun going over the season, um, dude. The Titans, we just. You gotta love the Titans. They 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 keep it interesting. <laughs> they 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 keep it interesting. They do. they, they definitely they pull on the they, What here's a they, quick they piss question. you off and they make you happy and they friggin' break your heart all at once. Here's sometimes. something I want I want us to think about for our next episode. We don't have to talk about it now because we got we're running running long. But what is one lesson that we as Titans fans take away? Like never again will I let the team suck me in in this way, or never again. Well, I think, or like, or maybe this is what I am now applying as a fan for the rest of my fandom or the rest of my Titans fandom. You know what I'm saying? Like, what can we take away from this season to make us either better fans or less like susceptible, like a rule? Like, I, I, I think I can answer this one. It was a uh, week going into week four, me and Robert 
blatantly overlooked the Jets. I was so mad at y'all. We blatantly <laughs> overlooked I like, the I remember Jets. specifically saying, what are we doing here, fellas? We, we didn't have AJ or Julio, and me and Robert still <laughs> were like, I'm not even worried about it. Y'all remember? And I think that's a lesson to be learned where when you're – Two best offensive players are out of the game. Maybe you shouldn't overlook a team. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Never never let – as a Titans fan, you can never overlook anyone. I think I think just on initial thought for a lesson to learn from it is it, it goes back to kind of what I was saying about the Super Bowl and the teams getting there. Like, I think that it's – I guess the lesson to learn is like – you don't really you don't really know you got something special until you actually like see it play out in the playoffs. Yeah. And I guess the thing the thing to take from this season is like we were the one seed, we were at home, amazing atmosphere, we still fell short, just yeah. wasn't our year. And so maybe like you're not gonna know it's your year until you're hoisting that Lombardi trophy. You know, it's a good one. Like in previous years, you probably looked at the Rams. Maybe when the Rams made the run to the Super Bowl and they came up short, there probably were Rams fans that thought that was their year. They were going to do it that year. Yeah. And then they came up short. So, you know, uh, the song, The Climb by uh, Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus, I believe. That's the song. Uh, <laughs> sometimes it's not always about, you know, getting to the top of the Ain't mountain. It's about how fast you get there. It's not about as fast you get there. It's I don't care. about what's waiting on the other side. Yeah. Titans fans it's have been a, climbing for the, a long time. It's the journey, and it, this year was a journey. <laughs> Another lesson learned: just keep climbing we've, those stairs. We've been climbing for twenty-three years now, as and, and there's still no elevator. We're getting, <laughs> we're getting in that territory where you you talk about like most. Depressed fan bases, <laughs> like we're not there yet. Will we, it ever happen? We probably have another decade or two, but we're well on our way <laughs> to being one of the most depressed fan bases. Uh, my big lesson, and then we can wrap this thing up, is the and I I denied this. I didn't think this was true. I thought we could do it without without acknowledging this truth about the NFL. Nothing matters if your quarterback's not right. Nothing matters if your quarterback's not right. And I thought that we could have an average quarterback. I thought as long as the rest of our roster is is elite and we have one of the best receivers and one of the best running backs, that it didn't matter. But you know what? It does. I had We had to learn it the hard way. We've learned it the hard way the last three years. If your quarterback's not right, nothing matters. And I think rushing the passer mat- matters too. Yes. And Which it seemed like we got it down. seemed like we figured that out. Yeah. So, all in all, offense matters, defense matters, <laughs> and putting up points matters. Having the right players in place to make the right plays at the right time, that matters. Scoring <laughs> the most points matters. Sometimes and, it just comes down to scoring more right points time. than other team. Yeah. Winning oh, the game matters. It wouldn't be – it's been a year, fellas. It wouldn't be a primetime Titans episode without us rambling at the end of the episode. <laughs> this has got to be our longest episode. Well, uh, hey, until our Tana, our three-hour Tannehill episode that you guys are going to love. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. Well, yeah, so obviously off-season's coming up. Uh, it's already here. Um, free agency is about to start. The combine's going on right now. Draft process. We're going to bring you some content. We're going to bring you some episodes. Um, you know, just keep an, keep an ear out for us. Keep an eye out for us. Thank you to everybody who bought the shirts and the sweatshirts. Yeah. That was fun. The fun Return of the King thing. shirts. That was a great moment yeah, in the season as well. Was. 
Um, yeah, so we really appreciate it. We really appreciate y'all listening. Um, for those of y'all that are still listening after this long episode, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was a fun little season. Hope you enjoyed that. And, uh, we're excited for the off season. We'll see what the, what the Titans do to the team to, uh, you know, shape up this team, really get whip this team into shape. And as we know, the off season, off season is never boring with Vrabel and John Robinson. It, it, that is a great point. That is a great point. And, Robert, uh, you got anything? Yeah, do yourselves all a favor and watch Jabari Smith in the SEC tournament next week. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> I'd rather watch Kenny and Chandler just personally. The CBA, but... NBA, spring football game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You got to love it. All right, well, that's Primetime Titans. That is our season recap. And uh, Have a primetime yeah, week. Just, yeah, have a, have a great – have a primetime weekend. Primetime Friday. Oh, well, we're rambling. I'm Ow. J.G. I'm Pat. I'm Robert. Thank y'all.